But one thing I didn't know was that when you jump out, you shouldn't already have your mouth open screaming because when I jumped out, my mouth was open. So all the air like rushed in my mouth, down in my throat and lungs, and I couldn't breathe for like a good five seconds. Welcome back to another episode of Financially Free with Cleo podcast. I am your host, Cleo Childress, and this is a show to help you live financially free in your own way. It is February the 1st, which means it is Black History Month, and I just want to tell y'all, I am so excited to be black. I have never felt more excited, more confident to be a black person, a black woman at that matter. Like... I feel like back in the day, I used to be, I didn't have as much confidence as I have today, especially when I was a young teenage girl. I didn't appreciate all of my blackness. I didn't appreciate my black skin. I didn't appreciate my black curly hair. But over the years, I have learned to appreciate who I am, where I'm from, how I was born, And I've never felt more confident and more satisfied with being a black woman. And I want you all to make sure that you make time to learn about your history. Yes, it's Black History Month. And we want to make sure that we we think we may know everything, but there is always something new to learn about any and everything. So even if you think you know it all about black history, please still take time to learn more, learn something you didn't know, or you can teach someone else something that they may not know that you already know. So it's all about learning and passing along this information, right? So in honor of black history month, there's a lot of different things that I want to talk about this month, but on this episode, I'm just going to share with you three lies about black people that I was told once upon a time in my life. There are three moments that I was in a situation where someone made a statement about black people that was a lie. So three lies, here we go. The first lie (laughs) is black people don't skydive. Now I get it. I know y'all probably gonna say, Cleo girl, well that's true. Black people don't skydive. Well, I'm black and I skydive and I actually enjoy it. I've met some people who are black and they never been because they're like, it ain't my thing. I'm scared. I'm not going to do it. And I know some black people who have tried it out and they're like, you know what? One time is enough. I'm good. I don't need to do it again. But your girl, me, Cleo, I'm the type I'll go again and again and again And again, because I just like thrilling activities like that. So the first time I went skydiving is when I was living in Orlando, Florida. The second time I went skydiving was when I was in Maryland and I went to the Baltimore area to go skydive. During my time in Orlando, when I skydived for the first time, of course, there was no black people there. I was the only one there. (laughs) There was other people of different nationalities, different races, ethnic backgrounds, but I was the only black person there up until there was a moment where another black guy came and I was like, oh, so some more of us are coming. 
But there was this one woman, she was a white woman, and she came up to me and was like, I'm so excited to see you here. And I'm thinking, do I know her? Because she seemed like she knew me the way she said she was excited to see me. I'm thinking that she means me personally, but she was saying, I'm excited to see you, another black person skydiving. She says, black people don't go skydiving. And honestly, I don't think she meant anything negative by it because in her experience, she probably don't be seeing black people skydiving. So I guess it just made her excited to see a black person out doing something adventurous. And some people may think, no, she shouldn't be thinking that way because we can be adventurous too. But I didn't take it personally. I didn't get upset. But in my mind, I'm thinking, girl, I'm black. I'm skydiving. A lot of us like to do these thrilling activities. And once I, well, even before I skydived, I've always liked to do thrilling things. So I really wasn't scared to go skydiving. I didn't get nervous until we got on the plane, we went up, and when the doors opened, that is when I got nervous. Like nothing else scared me, not watching the the video that basically says, you know, hey, if you die, you can't sue us. I mean, I couldn't because I would be dead. But then they was like, you know, if your friends or family members, nobody can sue us if you die doing skydiving. Even watching that video, I wasn't scared. When we got on the plane, I still wasn't scared. When we flew all the way up in the sky, I wasn't scared. But it wasn't until that door opened. It's, it's a different feeling when the door opens and you're that high in the sky. Then I was like, oh man, this is getting real. Like I can't turn around now because I'm already here. <laughs> I'm already strapped on. Like, you know, as, as a beginner skydiver, you can't just jump by yourself. You have to have a professional instructor attached to your back. So even though I had this professional with me, I was still like, uh, should I do this or should I do it another time? But knowing me, you know, I'm going to be scared, but I'm going to still push through and I'm going to do it anyway. So one thing I wish someone would have told me, you know, they give you certain tips to prepare to skydive. But one thing I didn't know was that when you jump out, you shouldn't already have your mouth open screaming because when I jumped out, my mouth was open. So all the air like rushed in my mouth, down in my throat and lungs. And I couldn't breathe for like a good five seconds and not being able to breathe for like five seconds feels like a, like a, some minutes, you know, join me every single week on Sundays at 11 AM central standard time for a money yoga session. You're probably wondering what is this money yoga stuff? It's a vinyasa style yoga class with financial affirmations and financial empowerment. It's designed to help you relax, reset, and prep for the work week ahead. And if we are nurturing our mind and our bodies, we can make better financial decisions and live financially free. There will be Q&A at the end, so bring your money questions. You can register at cleoyogafinance.com slash money dash yoga. I'll see you on Sunday. Now let's get back to the episode. So, but after I kind of calmed down and after I realized, you know what, I'm falling, but I'm falling freely. This is supposed to be like this great experience, free and experience. Then it was cool. I felt really good. I don't know if you've ever seen that video where Will Smith is talking about his first time skydiving and how it felt and how he was afraid and how he was scared to do it. But then once he got up there and he jumped and he was just a little nervous about falling, but then once he opened his eyes and once he was falling, he was like, you know what, this is actually fun. This is, feel this is freeing. And that's how I felt. If you haven't watched it, 
It's all over YouTube. Just Google Will Smith skydive video and you'll see it. And I'll link it in the show notes too. But I thought it was a good video to kind of help you apply those fears and experiences to other parts of your life. So that made me think about my own money journey. Back in the day when I was struggling real heavy, I was so scared. I didn't want to look at my credit report. I didn't want to look at my bank statements. I didn't want to look at my transactions in my accounts. I didn't want to look at any numbers because I'm like, if I don't see it, then it may not be a big problem. But what I realized is that that was my problem, not looking at the numbers to see how bad my situation was. But once I actually sat down and reviewed it, read it, interpreted it, understood it, and figured out where I need to go next, I felt better. I wasn't as scared because I finally looked at the numbers. So check out that Will Smith video about skydiving. Take into consideration what I'm telling you right now about how I felt after skydiving and I want to let y'all know black people do skydive so if there's anybody out there that would like to skydive let me know because I would love to go skydiving again and I would like to go with some new people all right so the next one is there are no black people in Nashville so the first time I relocated from my hometown of Nashville Tennessee I went to Miami Florida now When I went there, I worked at a small insurance company in the area. And in the office, I was the only black person. (laughs) Most people in the building were Hispanic. And um, it was cool. Everybody was nice, welcoming. But you know, that's the first question when you are a new employee and and everybody was told that this new employee relocated to Miami, Florida. Everybody want to know, well, where did you come from? Where did you move from? Where are you from? Why did you move to Florida? So when they asked me where I was from, I said, well, I'm from Nashville, Tennessee, born and raised. And this one guy was like, Nashville? He was like, there's black people in Nashville? He was like, there's no black people in Nashville. (laughs) And in my mind, I was just like, really? Well, I'm black. I'm from Nashville, born and raised. And, but I couldn't, I wasn't mad or anything. It takes a lot for me to get upset. I just kind of laughed it off, but I could see how he would think that because on TV and on social media, all you really see, well, it's changed over the years, but most of the time you think you associate Nashville with white people or Nashville with country music. Yes, there are black country music uh, artists, but when people think of country music artists, most people uh, that I've come into contact with will think of a white artist first so he said I didn't mean to offend you I said no you didn't offend me I was just want to let you know that there's lots of us in Nashville way more than you think there's lots of black people of different shades different um, backgrounds we're all we're there we may not be the majority but we are there. And it just made me think about how I thought of Miami before I moved there. Before I moved to Miami, in my mind, I'm thinking it's mostly Hispanic and it's all paradise, nothing but palm trees. And it's like what I see in the movies or on TV shows or in magazines. But when I moved there, I realized it's some rough parts of Miami (laughs) that look even worse than some of the ghettos and hoods and rough neighborhoods that's in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm like, so Miami is not all paradise? Even the cities around Miami, I'm like, 
So, so this is not all mansions and <laughs> celebrities, but that was just a learning experience for me. So just the same way I thought that about Miami, that was the same way they thought about Nashville, that they didn't think any black people were there because in Miami, when they do see things about Nashville, they're not seeing black people. Like I said, I know it's changed in, for 2022, but years ago, you didn't really see a lot of um, advertisement of black people in Nashville. So that was the other lie. And another thing that it made me remember is, or remind me is to don't assume things about certain people and don't assume things about certain cities. That was the one of the reasons that I did my road trip back in the summer of last year, which was 2021. I wanted to go to at least one city in every state. Now I'm going to do this road trip again, but I'm going to go to different cities this time. But I wanted to make sure I go for myself because we can see things on videos and on TV, but sometimes you really won't get a true feel of a place unless you go there in person. So I want to encourage you to take a road trip or take a flight to a new city that you had never been to and see if it's what you thought it would be. Whether if it is or if it isn't, it will still be a great experience. All right. So the third lie that someone has said about black people. So just to give you a little context first, my daughter is currently a freshman in college. She's at Prairie View A&M University, which is an HBCU in Texas. When we used to live in Colorado, in Denver, Colorado area, during, we were there for two and a half years. So she was there for seventh and eighth grade. Um, when we were there, she was like the only black girl in the school. It was predominantly white. It, if it, Like both years, it was probably like maybe two other black kids there. But she was, uh, I remember her first day of school, and she came home. It's funny when I think about it. When she came home, she was like, I'm the only black person. <laughs> and it was fun. It's like she she was saying it in a serious way, but she was still joking, you know? She was like, I'm the only black student there. And I told her that, you know, life is about experiencing new places, meeting new people. It's not all about just staying in your one neighborhood around your same people. We have to get out of our comfort zone. We have to get out there in the world and learn how other cities operate, learn how other people operate, learn how other communities operate. So I told her, I know it may feel a little different being the only black kid in the school, but take this as a time to learn about other cultures, learn about the way they teach at this type of school. Like this is going to benefit you later on in life. So she did really well there, met lots of friends, was always going to somebody's birthday party, somebody's event. She had a great time there. We enjoyed our time in Colorado. When it was time for her to go to college, someone in our family, well, I'm sorry, her family, <laughs> not going to say the name, but this particular person said that he doesn't think that she should go to an HBCU because she spent time at a predominantly white school in seventh and eighth grade. So he felt that she wouldn't be ready to deal with how things go are going to flow at a all black college because of her experience at, in seventh and eighth grade at a all white school. And I just thought that that was like the dumbest response that I could hear. Maybe I'm missing something. Y'all can tell me. 
But what what kind of advice is that to give a person? Someone that is 18 going off to college that you may not be ready to handle black people as if she's not black, as if she wasn't born and raised around black people. So the whole reason for me sharing this one is because just because you may go to school with a lot of white people, just because you may work with a lot of white people doesn't mean that you don't deserve or you shouldn't be qualified to do other things in other environments where there's a lot of black people. It really annoys me when people say stuff like that because it makes me feel like every, like white people should stay with white people, black people should stay around black people. Who still, who is still thinking this way in 2022? You know, you have to be diverse. You have to have multiple experiences. Yes, we can love, you know, black people can love black people. White people can love white people. All these other different you know, races, ethnic backgrounds, all these different types of people. We can love our own people, but we can love and appreciate other people as well. So for anyone out there, if you're thinking that a student shouldn't go to a black college because they've spent time at an all-white school, or even if someone was at an all-white school and wanted to go to a black college, you know... You have to get outside of your box, outside of your comfort zone, instead of staying closed in. Over the years, I've relocated several times due to work. And I know some people back home was feeling like, Cleo, you don't seem like you're really being stable. You have a daughter. But you guys don't realize relocating multiple times, it wasn't easy. But it has changed my life so much financially, you know, professionally. There's opportunities that I've gotten that I wouldn't have gotten if I didn't stay in my hometown. Not that there aren't great opportunities in Nashville, because there are, but for me at that season in my life, I knew I had to leave and go experience other places to grow, learn more, educate myself. You know, I had to, I had to just grow up in so many different ways. And that's why, that is why I am where I am today. So those are three lies about black people that were told that I want you to know that they're lies. It's not true. (laughs) So if you are thinking about what you want to do for Black History Month, I want you to just take some time to research and read about something new that you never knew about because there's always something to learn. Just like I mentioned at the beginning of this show, I just want to remind you again to learn something new and share something with someone else that you already know. And I also want to let you know that this episode was brought to you by the Daily Money Habits text community. What is the Daily Money Habits text community? Where it is a program that is to help you take action every single day. So even though it's Black History Month, we still want to make sure that we are elevating our financial lifestyles, especially in Black communities. And I want to make sure that you are reaching your goals for 2022. So every day you'll get a text from me that will give you a financial affirmation to inspire and encourage you. And you'll also get an action step, something to do for that day, because that's what it's about. Taking those small steps that will equal to big results later. So if you are interested in joining the Daily Money Habits text community, I want you to text money habits money habits, (laughs) all caps to 615-813-4827. 615-813-4827. 
813-483-4827. You got that? Money Habits, text all caps. And another thing you'll get in this Daily Money Habits text community is every month, once a month, you'll have a financial workshop on a different topic to help you work through all of the action steps you've taken over the month and also to see what we need to work on going forward. And a lot of times when we are working on elevating our lives financially, that's where a lot of us get stuck is what should I be doing every day? Or even if you are working on something every day, sometimes we just fall off track and we need those reminders. You know, we are always on our phones, y'all. We are on our phones all the time. So that's why I do the text because you're gonna see a text message. <laughs> but you have to take action with the information you are receiving. And that's why I give you those financial affirmations to push you, to change your mindset about money, to get you to think differently so that you can take action, right? So again, 615-813-4827, text MONEY HABITS, all caps, and you'll be able to get all the details you need to join the Daily Money Habits text community. And again, thank you so much for joining me for this episode, and I look forward to you tuning in to the next episode, and I will see you next week. Bye-bye. Financially free with Cleo.